It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, one man's trash is another boy's porn collection. I had the pho and the pho one. Good old Kentucky, Tennessee. The Ike Truman Show. <laughs> Crypto Bros 24-7. Throbbing purple ring. Best burrito by bike. Like a horse on a Ferris wheel. Banging it out with your big jerky stick. Fighting the black pudding in Dungeons and Dragons. Don't turn your upsie into an oopsie. That nugget is sus. Cartoon versions of Rick and Morty. Burrito slippage. Teased out news hair with jury and more on this episode of the morning stream it's a cops what should we do ah damn it my motor crawls were just getting warmed up penis peenies where did you get that haircut in the army this is the morning stream Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Um, I'm all right, I think. I had, uh, you know, I told you I had the pho and everything from the other day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sunday. From Chinatown, yeah. yeah. You know, yesterday, I kind of had the all day. Oh, really? A little bit of the... Yeah, and the, I don't know what that fu- was about. The, fu- the farts. It could have been. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to make fa RTS. Just, just really grumpy guts, but nobody else did, and they all had the same thing I did. So it's probably just me. I don't know. Could've probably been. just me. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, I'm fine. It's here. We're doing it. We got a show. We got all kinds of shite to do. Oh, uh, speaking of, I have a recommendation. Okay. Uh, we had a burrito battle uh, yesterday. Uh, an argument <laughs> uh, here at the house. <laughs> About oh, who, wow. who makes okay. the best fast food burrito. And um, I thought, well, who better than my morning show co-host, Brian Ibbett, to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Because you know, <laughs> this is the sort of stuff we talk about all the time. Sure, sure. Uh, so the discussion came up because I'm of the opinion that if you go to Taco Bell, tacos are good. Soft tacos are good. The mm-hmm. the hard shell, whatever it's called. I forgot what it's called. The, um, the wrap, the... Oh, the Crunch Wrap Supreme? Crunch Supreme's good. Uh-huh. Um, there's, right. there's, there's the Chalupas some, are good. Chalupas I, I usually good. go for a Gordita or a Chalupa or something. Yeah, those are all all right. Those are all fine. Uh, but I I think their burrito has slipped in recent years. I think it's mm. it's just too small. A, too small. B, yeah. just not very well made. It just tastes bad. It's not great. It's not their best item on the menu, and they should have a proper good burrito on that menu, and it bugs me that they kind of don't. Hmm. Um, 
All right. On the flip the one side, here, the one here seems to do fine. One of my one of my mainstays is the combo one, which is a taco supreme and a burrito supreme, and the at least the one here does okay with their burrito supreme. Yeah, and that's the other thing with Taco Bell's. It seems like there's disparity between locations. There totally is. Yeah. Yeah. Which Look at that one up. in uh, uh, St. Cloud. Yeah, or St. George. <laughs> Or is it? Oh, St. George, yeah. St. George. Yeah, St. George. St. Cloud is in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. I, we haven't been to the, I got to say, I haven't been to the Taco Bell in St. Cloud. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure those people will sure, write in sure. and let us know. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, and you're right about that one in St. George. I, I can't say it enough. If you're going pe- through St. George, you need quick and easy food and you just want to be mm-hmm. cheap. There's plenty of wonderful restaurants in St. George, but if you're just ripping through there, Taco Bell there is better than any Taco Bell I ever had. Anyway, so... I decided uh, yesterday I was going to get a burrito because why not? I'm feeling all from the fuff from yeah. the day previous. Yeah, why might not? as well ride that uh, wave. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not just lean into it? I figured. And sure. uh, so I decided instead to to grab an equivalent burrito, whatever their menu equivalent burrito was at Del Taco. And now I've got the reverse relationship with Del Taco that I have with Taco Bell. I think most of Taco Bell's menu is fine. And their burrito kind of blows, at least locally. I think most of the menu at Del Taco is not great, except I think the burrito is fantastic. <laughs> really? Yeah. It really is quite the conundrum, right? Yeah, the it's really uh, weird. The, the greatness of the burrito and the sadness of the rest of the menu. <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like they've got fries and a burger there. Who I don't know who buys that burger. Someone does. Um, mm-hmm. But the point is, the big, the big takeaway from the story is, if I'm in a pinch and I'm like, I need a quick burrito. I'm sure there's a million great burrito places that are not fast food that are great, you know, amazing burritos, even, even if they're quick and fast and maybe you can get a better burrito at a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Qdoba or something. Those are all, sure. that's a step up, right? I get that. Sure. But in this range, that, that thing is bigger, has more ingredients in it, tastes better. I love it. So there's hmm. my review. Of the Del Taco burrito. It Del wins. Taco. So there is one that's not too far from me off of Alameda. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to a Del Taco in forever. 20 minutes away. Uh, oh, ooh, how much by bike? Oh, yeah. See, that's now, you, now you have bad, an excuse. That's not a bad cycling path. If I do... <laughs> I hmm. love this. Go down there and get a burrito on your bike. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Heck yeah. 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 Why it. not? Right. Try it there. So here's so this is good because you could go try the burrito and then tell me if I'm nuts or not. You know. Yeah. Because maybe I'm full of it. Maybe this is not good, and I just I'm wrong. <laughs> like everyone who tells me that Greenland's not as good as I said it was yesterday. I'm telling you, I love that movie. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. People are like, how can they tell you how much you liked something? Come on, people. I know. It's like the one of the first responses I got was, "Meh." I thought it was bad. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I know diced tomato, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't him. It wasn't diced tomato in this case. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe he's sneaking around with other names. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's okay to like a thing, you guys. If you learned anything yeah. from me over the last five years, uh, I'm going to incessantly talk about things I like that not everyone likes. Okay, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, I thought yesterday was fun when we looked at the day in history, so I want to do it again. Oh, cool. All right. Um, I'd like to tell Sorry, you. Sorry, we did. The... We realized, yeah. Today, so, by the way, I will tell you, this is one I don't even, I don't even have to look at the, your uh, your calendar. Today, on this date in 1984, Ghostbusters was released to theaters. Whoa. 
Shut it all down. The only yeah, good Ghostbusters movie released that many years ago. Fantastic. That's right. I went to see it with my, my dad and his girlfriend at the time, who is not uh, his, my current stepmom. Nope. Took me to see it. And then we went across the street or across the parking lot to a pizza place that had an arcade in it. And I ate pizza and um, and then played video games, played Battlezone. Everything you're talking about sounds wonderful. <laughs> Welcome to 1984. <laughs> what a time we were living in, man. Yeah, yeah. 14, 15-year-old kids in an arcade. That's right. Pizza, Ghostbusters. Yep. I mean, yep. you all want to live when we lived is what I'm saying. Totally, totally. Oh, that would be a day. That would be a day I'd have no problem going back to. Because yeah. boy, I remember also the entire time at that pizza restaurant. Yep. In my in our heads. Yep. <laughs> could it's not weird. get it out of yeah, our Yeah, you that song that Ray Parker Jr. was there to stay. Once it came in, you were you were stuck it with it. Um, exactly. I have a really cool version of that with uh, do I have it right here? Let's see. Yeah, this is great. I have this great version that's uh so it's this part of the beginning and then uh, skip ahead. Oh yeah, that's the an awesome uh, mashup. I love it. Right. BC Boys that was a great great combo. Yeah, got another God, thunder fits together so well. <laughs> I have a thunderstruck one as well. It's pretty good. Anyway, um so here's what happened. Well, first of all, let's celebrate today's holidays, all right? Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. National Best Friends Day. Oh. That's adorable. And by the way, it says it says under holiday type, it calls it weird is the category. Why, was, why is that weird? <laughs> what a weird holiday. Yeah, how weird. Best Friends Day, weird. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, National Name Your Poison Day. Uh, what? Like, yeah. name your, like, pick your poison. What would you like to drink? Or yeah, I think so. Okay. Right? What else would All that? Right. Uh, it doesn't give a description. Why would they call it Name Your Poison Day? I know. It's odd. And they don't have a link like to National Have a Drink Day. National Do a Shot Day. Something like that. But. Mm-hmm. Name isn't, your poison. Isn't every day that anyway? Feels like it. It is in this house. Uh, <laughs> here's another one. Uh, na- let's see. National Upsy Daisy Day. <laughs> okay. Don't know how you're supposed to celebrate that. All right. Uh, Upsy Daisy. Sure. Yeah. National- is Upsy Daisy? All right. Hold, let's let's clarify because I'm. You know, now that I say it out loud, is Upsy Daisy the thing that you say? When you make a mistake, because I always thought that was oopsie daisy and not upsie daisy. Same. Is upsie daisy what you do when you hoist hoist somebody up onto a uh, platform? All right, upsie daisy. Like a little kid. Like you're like you're a- helping your kid get on top of uh, the bunk bed or something. Yeah, or a horse on the the Ferris wheel or something, like, or not a Ferris wheel, a uh, uh, merry-go-round or something. Right. Exactly. You say upsie daisy. I think is I think both exist. I think upsie daisy is what you do with that, and then if you drop okay. uh, drop a I don't know a blood pudding in the house. <laughs> you say, that's when you say oopsie daisy. I dropped the blood pudding. Oh no! Now what now? What for? Anyway, uh, oopsie yeah. daisy. Maybe you're uh, pronouncing it. Maybe it's just it, we need to be pronouncing it oopsie daisy and not upsie daisy. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I guess so. Uh, it's also uh, World, sorry, Call Your Doctor Day. That's hilarious because I actually called my doctor this morning to change an appointment. <laughs> Did you really? Because yeah, nice. I, I was supposed to do blood work on Thursday and I can't now because of a schedule conflict. So it's to next week, but I literally called her today. So that's cool. Mm. Uh, World Oceans Day. That's fine. Uh, and then Tam- when was World Oceans 11 Day? <laughs> Is it? 
So what I'm supposed to celebrate? Carry a very small Asian man in a box somewhere and have him break into things. Do that. Um, I been- remember what apparently what had the biggest influence on you in that movie. <laughs> I've said it enough times now that you've probably figured out the thing I remember most about Ocean's Eleven is a tiny Asian man in a box. It's not the fact that that uh, Matt Damon, no, no, that Brad Pitt is eating something in every scene he's in. He is constantly yeah. holding a container and eating out of it. Yeah. How that guy's not 300 pounds, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Okay, some big events happened today in history. Did you know that in 18... We have some Tennessee listeners out there. All these folks in Lexington. No, that's Kentucky. Uh, uh, <laughs> Memphis? Memphis, Nashville? Tennessee is what I meant to say. Nashville, those, those cool towns. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you, uh, you, Oopsie-daisy. <laughs> you, uh, you decided to withdraw from the United States in 1861. So there's that. Nice job. Oh. Yeah. Well, it didn't, that hold. didn't hold, though. Apparently, no, it didn't clearly. keep. Didn't keep. But uh, they, they tried... Uh, here's another one. Um, oh, that's interesting. The Antiquities Act signed into law by the U.S. President, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. This was a big deal, actually. Uh, actually, or the, the act authorizes the president to restrict parcels of public land, uh, for use if they have conservation or historical values. Basically the beginning of the park system and all that, which is really cool. It's a major, major accomplishment by a Republican back when they... Back when they were cool, president, and they were at one time. Man, we had it going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. What the f? What the f happened? Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. How about this one? Uh, where was it? I lost it. It's a really big one. Oh, here it is. In seven. See, this is gnarly. We all think that bad stuff just happens now because we happen to be here all the time. Sure. Sure. Listen to this. Seventeen eighty-three. A volcano in Iceland named Lackey erupts and continues to do so for eight months straight. The result is the death of over 9,000 people and a famine which lasts seven years, killing up teen, who knows how many thousands more. All in Iceland. Wow. It inspired 11 Bjork songs, too. Yeah. Feels like. Feels like. Uh, Lennon Aid Lincoln. Volcano <laughs> is erupting. It won't stop. Yeah. When will the volcano stop? Yeah. Yeah. You, want to keep, you can keep going. I don't sure. Know. You can go forever. <laughs> no, I'm done. I think I'm done. Uh, there you go. Blending uh, in the chat says that Lincoln was the last normie. Sometimes it feels like it. I'm not sure that's correct, but I don't know. What's his name was pretty cool. Who was the dude after uh, FDR, World War II time? Um, uh, Ro- not uh, not Roosevelt. Uh, uh, ah, I can't think of his name. Uh, I liked him. He was cool. <laughs> Eisenhower? Ike Tru- uh, T- uh, Truman. I, uh, no, Truman? Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Yeah, Eisenhower. Yeah, Eisenhower. Ike Truman was a great president. Yeah, Truman Loved was a great Truman. president. That Truman. President Truman. <laughs> it was the Truman Show. Anyway, uh, yeah, I liked I liked Ike. Like the, like the old phrase said. I mean, I wasn't like alive the, then. Like so. the button on your shirt says, you liked Ike. Yeah. doesn't. It just feels like Ike wouldn't, wouldn't tell people that... Vaccines put radios in your body. Well, no, exactly. I think we just need to get to a place where, and who knows if we'll ever get back to this place, but it'd be nice to get back to a place where you voted for the guy who who does the most things that you want to have happen as opposed to just saying, 
nope, he's Democrat. I'm only voting for the Democrat. Or nope, he's Republican. I'm only voting for the Republican. Yeah, I don't like Let me get back to that. Yeah, I'm sick. I, I'm, I, tribalness can eat a turd and then choke on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, finally, this one here. Oh, Universal Pictures, 1912. began. That was the beginning of Universal oh, Pictures. Oh, really? Yeah. They would okay. go on to make uh, Waterworld <laughs> one, one year. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Remember Waterworld? Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park, too. Oh, sure. Yeah, we'll give them that one. But, you know, Waterworld mainly. <laughs> Did we give them that one? Yeah, mainly Waterworld's one I'm thinking of, okay. mainly. all right. Um, sure. Yeah, clearly uh, the better of the two movies, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, how about this one? Final one here. Uh, where'd it go? Okay. Oh, the novel uh, 1984 by George Orwell was published on this day in 1949. So Whoa. Yeah. So, so wait. The the book, the novel 1984, published on this date, but in 1984, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. came out on, on this date, Yep, which was about people shooting stuff yep. with uh, uh, streams. Yeah. And by the way... And not setting books on fire. I would remind people that uh, despite the fact that 1984 in the book was such a dystopic, hideous time, the mm-hmm. actual 1984 turned out to be a badass year. That was a great year. Oh, yeah. If you were a, a nerd a or a kid year. into movies or you were into music, whatever Video your thing games. was, it was the greatest right. time to be alive. 84, 85, didn't, name a better couple of years you can't do Purple it. Rain come out that year, too, for the uh, album? Uh, yeah, 1984, June 25th. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're uh, getting close to the anniversary of that, too. Yeah. Van Halen's Jump. That was a thing. That's right. That year. That's right. The album was mm-hmm. called 1984. Anyway, uh, famous birthdays real quick. We got the uh, Barbara Bush. She was born today in 1925. She's okay. passed. Uh, I like Barbara Bush. She was nice. And I thought, I <laughs> Come personally... Come on, say it. Come on, say it. I personally say it. I thought, know it's she, coming. I thought she looked great on the Quaker Oats box. I really There did. we go. Was- like, a lot of people had problems with it, like issues with her being on the Quaker Oats box, but I really thought Barbara Bush really knocked it out of the park on that. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to hear the greatest hits. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Jerry Stiller. Uh, George's dad. Really? Uh, 1927. Serenity now. Yeah, he just passed, sadly, not long ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm short. Joan Rivers, also dead. Uh, huh. She was born in 33 on this day. And okay. then uh, the guy that invented the World Wide Web, Tim Berners-Lee, born on oh, this date in Wait, it wasn't uh, Gore? Nope. What? Nope. Definitely not him. He's a poo-poo. Oh, and Juliana Margulies was born today. Oh, she's still alive. Yeah. She's lovely. Oh, and uh, sorry, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. He's responsible for a lot of oh. stuff, I guess. He did things. A lot of cool architecture. Yeah, yes. he's the man. All right. Falling waters. Hey, Brian, House. tell me yes. about uh, this email you got. Here. Yeah, Brucey Cakes wrote, uh, wrote in and said, uh, Hey, Brian, just listen to the episode where Crazy Neighbor put a plastic hose reel in your recycling bin. Uh, my wife, my wife works for Republic Services, and she has stories all the time of people putting stuff in the recycling bin that is not recyclable. Yes, it might be plastic or have the little recycling symbol on it, but all they accept is cardboard that doesn't have any food grease on it, i.e. pizza box isn't cool, according to the rules, and bottles slash jugs and cleaned out tin cans. Cleaned out tin cans! Uh, no clamshells from restaurants. Okay, but he means the he means styrofoam, those little clamshell containers from restaurants, sure. not sure. not actual shells from clams. That makes sense. Uh, but it basically comes down to who your driver is, and if they like you for public services, they will either take it and possibly find the account, and if it's a constant thing, they will flag the account and just not pick up. 
FYI, the trucks have cameras so they can see what falls out of the can. It's amazing, uh, the pictures that my wife will show me what people have tried to recycle. Love the show, Brucey Cakes. So, hose uh, dispenser notwithstanding, there are some other, there are worse things, it sounds like. Worse There are worse things, yeah. I'd love to to see some of the sodas. But it bums me out that, like, even a pizza box, well, you know, the pizzas, we get, um, when we do get pizzas, we get them from Marco's. Mm -hmm. Eh, Marco's. (laughs) <laughs> and your buddy Marco and and Gino and yeah, come to come to California. Anyway, um, uh, Marco's puts a sheet of wax paper or parchment paper under the pizza, mm-hmm. and that keeps the pe- the box from getting greasy. And so we are able to recycle those boxes. But so that, that so that's the reason you can't do those is the grease. Is that the is that the, the grease? Okay. Any food waste on recycling items is not good. Okay, and that uh, gotcha. Um, or, or yeah. any plastics, apparently, according to John. Or, or, any, or any styrofoams, even if it's got the little icon on yeah. the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, I yeah. mean, we basically, we're now doing, you know, cans, any kind of, um, you know, yeah. aluminum. Tin, can, tin cans, aluminum cans. Cardboard's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, our people said don't do cardboard if it's covered in, you know, if it's painted cardboard, meaning like a bunch of like, branding on it. Like a Which TV. I figure, like those, some of those Amazon boxes, when they've got a promotion or something going on, there is so much yeah. printing on those Amazon boxes. Yeah, or, or stickers with printing on them on the boxes, which, you know, again, is a whole other layer of problem. But like in the case of uh, uh, a TV box, for example, those LG yeah. slash Samsung TV boxes. Oh, yeah. They're just a big painted cardboard it's box. A big, right. right. That they, can't be recycled? They told me they couldn't take those, is what, they, is what our garbage people told us. So. And they're not garbage gravy. people. They're waste disposal people, not garbage people. <laughs> I don't associate with any garbage people. Right, I mean, exactly. Garbage people are the ones who uh, troll on Twitter. So our beef, um, our beef jerky dealer, he's a he's a uh, waste disposal guy. He is. He and is. Did he send? I don't know if you've seen this, but he sent me some photos. I wish I had him here. I just put him in Discord. But he sent some photos of the inside of his of his truck. I've never seen he, some of that stuff. Awesome. I know he sent that to me too. He also sent me a photo the day after I talked about the hose reel and the recycling bin. He sent me a photo of somebody who stuck their hose reel in their garbage bin and said, "Check it out!" Oh wow, <laughs> crazy timing! Yeah, yeah hilarious. I guess it's probably more common than we think. But yep. But that joystick is like this big old monster freaking flight stick in the middle of his yeah. truck. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You just and then like this morning they were doing our garbage. You can hear them going, trying to bang it out and then put it back down. And now I just picture him with his big stick, thinking about the jerk he's going to make. You want it to be like the like the uh, the flight stick pros that we had uh, yeah. in the '90s, where you had the not just the flight stick but the buttons on it. That's probably the thing that just like whacks the back of it, like yeah, bang, 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 takes yeah. whatever plastic you're not supposed to recycle out of there. Anyway, uh, well, thank you for that, uh, Brucey Cakes. Such a great name, yeah. too, Brucey Cakes. Brucey Cakes. We appreciate the feedback. All right. Absolutely. Oh, if you'd like to uh, send us emails, and, you and can. And please feel feel free to send us a photo, some of the photos your wife has of uh, what people have tried to recycle, because I'd be curious to oh, see. Oh, 100% would love to see that. Yeah. We'll show them on the show. Yeah. Exactly. It won't it's a be a dead any, raccoon. That wouldn't show. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't show anything like. Uh, it wouldn't ever, I and mean, we'd never see anything that would be super personal. No one would know who it is, right? It would just no, be a garbage no, can with exactly. stuff in it. Okay, yeah. I figure if you if you put stuff in the trash, um, did you ever go through a period? I'll admit to this. When I was well, probably right around 1984, 
I was fascinated with garbage in that I wanted to go to, I would go to the dump with my dad to dump stuff for his work all the time. And boy, howdy, did I have to resist wanting to dig through and find treasure, like find stuff that people threw out that they shouldn't have or that I thought was cool or or whatever. I got a friend up the street had a whole porn collection you'd find in the trash because his neighbor would throw porn out all the time. So he always Mm. had these stacks of like old vintage, you know, playboys or yeah, whatever right hustlers and right but in my case it was sure. like ooh, what's that shiny thing or what's this my dad's like you can't dig through there it's gross and dirty but i was so i could see myself being one of those people that goes out to a dump and fishes through there to find some something rad uh my buddy john uh in high school was big into that but he liked going to industrial parks mm. and uh looking at what they threw away because mm. he you know it was like bigger cooler stuff <laughs> like oh you can totally turn this into a bar or yeah. turn this into a fort or something like that sure and uh one point he did find a um a sit down cocktail video game uh table oh. it didn't work but the monitor was still in there i don't know what game it was but um he had he called me up or, or came to my rose bike to my house and said brian we got you got to go help me pick this thing up And we carried that thing for a mile Mm. and uh, got it to his place, plugged it in. Of course, nothing happened. No one's going to throw away a working (laughs) cocktail video game table. What was the game? Do you know the game? I wish I could remember. It wasn't anything. It wasn't it wasn't something memorable like, you know, uh, Donkey Kong or or Pac-Man or something like that. It was like it was probably Bubble Bobble or Mm. or uh, uh What's the cops? What's the one cop chase? Something like that. Oh, uh, something. Uh, it's behind me. Lock chase, and chase something. And cha- oh, lock. lock and oh, maybe that's why I'm thinking of lock and chase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it probably wasn't lock and chase then. I'm probably Might just thinking that. Never got it working. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. We, you know, we did the thing where you take the sides off and you look at it, and you're basically looking for something as easy as a pair of shoelaces that are untied, mm-hmm. or a. You know, (laughs) something that's like, oh, that's easy to fix. That's clearly the problem. Oh, everything's working. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. I still would have. I would have taken home that cocktail machine. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would have. But here's what you did, Brian. You missed this opportunity. All you had to do was activate Pac-Man. Had you done that, you'd have been set. Clearly, if I could have activated Pac-Man. If you had activated Pac-Man in that We gave it our best effort. (laughs) Oh, cooking mama. Is there anything she can't do? (laughs) All right, we're going to do some news. Sit back and relax, everybody, and enjoy this. Here it comes. In the news is sponsored by... You'll find quality in our corner. That's right. The news is here, and it's brought to you by... The Boop Show! Indies and retro gaming at its finest with Scott and Brian Dunaway. Check the show live today at 3.30 Mountain Time at frogpants.tv or get it later on a podcast whenever. Details at frogpants.com slash boop. That's right. Or wherever you get your podcast. Just go grab it. I noticed it was on um, the Amazon. uh, If you tell your Echo to to play it, it'll play it. So Mm -hmm. I guess all that stuff. I moved. I I, I registered everything and then never heard anything. And I guess it all just works. So I don't don't know. I think I can do Coverville there, can I? You you totally can. Here, let me try this. Hold on. Play Coverville. Wow, she's she's giving you an essay. Alexa, cancel. 
All right. She's, she's giving just... you like about a thousand reasons why she won't do it. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> Kinda, yeah. She got real confused with that. All right, I'll. I think you've got to say the Coverville podcast. Oh, but, is that uh, what it is? Let's try yeah. it now. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Play the Coverville podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it does. Yeah. I'm going to read you the XML file before I play any music. <laughs> that is kind of what she does. <laughs> Here is the iTunes header, but others may not use it. Exactly. Alexa, cancel. Oh, my gosh. She's playing it. That's awesome. Uh, there it goes. All right. There it goes. There Sorry, was I, I didn't mean to set off anybody else's things at home. No, you didn't say her name, so you didn't. You did, did just I? fine. Oh, I thought I said it a couple times. No. Um, all right. Uh, an elephant herd is in the news. We got elephants, you guys. Look out. Okay. Elephants are here. We've uh, got elephants. That's what you call them. You call them a herd. And uh, they raised, that is destroyed, a <clears throat> uh, 500 kilometer path of destruction after escape from a Chinese nature reserve. Oh, no. It reminded me of like. Well, Greenland had a moment of that. <laughs> oh, no, no. What am I thinking of? Not Greenland. Um, oh, the new thing we're watching that you're both, both of us are watching. There was a zoo thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm really digging that show. Yeah. How far are you into it? We've only, got two episodes left. I only, oh, you're way ahead of me. I'm two in is all. Okay. I'm really hoping yeah. that uh, the destination that we see the destination in the, in the show, because, uh, I'll just say Red Rocks. I love Red Rocks. Oh yeah, love they're to all see it in the, the show. I heard the reference uh, in the second episode, even uh, mm-hmm. the, the the family in that cabin were like, "Oh yeah, we used to go there all the time before the world went weird." And and I went, "Oh, we really we end up there." That's I just saw Brian Regan's uh, special was in Red Rocks. <laughs> oh, did they? Is that the Netflix thing? Is yeah. from Red Rocks? Yeah, it's awesome. You should watch Ooh, that. I, I can't wait to watch it. That was a show that I was thinking I was going to pay seventy five bucks to go to, and uh, I'd much rather uh, just have it free with my Netflix subscription. Yeah. Well, I think I recommended that one. You it's must a have missed the part about. Price. You must have missed the part about Red Rocks when I recommended it. But yeah, I think a, you did. Well, it was when it was how long ago? Is a month ago? Two months? Something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. That that recent? It's okay. pretty recent. Yeah, it just came. I mean, it's only it's got to only be a couple of months old. But he did yeah. it. I think uh, I made a big deal about how it was the first comedy concert I'd seen with actual laughter because there's an audience. But also, mm-hmm. they all had masks on, which was weird, and it was outside. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. And I think we even talked about how beautiful Red Rocks was. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I can't mm-hmm. believe that venue exists. It's, it's an amazing. amazing place to see anything, yeah. any concert, any it looked insane. performance. It looked insane. Yeah. And the yeah. acoustics must be crazy there. It must be just so cool. Crazy. The, the acoustics are insane, Scott. They're insane. I don't even like an amphitheater, but that's basically a perfect amphitheater. It is. Normally those yeah. kind of bug me because it feels like, I don't know, kumbaya kind of camping bullshit. But that is not Really? That. Yeah. I don't know why. You know what it was? All the, all what? my scouting really? years when I was a kid, when I was in scouts, there was always yeah. an amphitheater, different sizes, some mostly small. Yeah. And you do skits there. And I hated it. I hated those things. <laughs> so whenever I see like an outdoor venue, like the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. I see that and I just go, Ugh. I don't know why. Really? I'm sure I'd love to see something there. It's- oh my god, I mean seeing a concert with the sky above. I can't tell you how many shows I've seen at Red Rocks where it rains just as whoever the band is is performing a song that that contains the word rain. You just notice it all of a sudden it's oh, like, Oh I've stood here before inside the pouring rain, just like us. I watch the rains yeah. down and down like that. Here comes the uh, rain again. She's singing about now. <laughs> 
I mean, I liked, but see, this is the thing. I would like it in that kind of Red Rocks, you know, desert canyon looking business. That's where I would thrive. So it's for some reason, I have this distinction. That's cool. This other stuff is less cool. I don't know why. It's a weird thing. No skits for me. That's right. Um, all right. Anyway, so a herd of 15 element elephants. How many elephants do you have to have before it's a herd? I wonder. Probably more than two. Uh, I would say six is your is a herd. Is a herd. Anything six or more is a herd. Okay. Okay. Uh, that You know what? Uh, it has to start somewhere. Six may as well it's be. It's got to start somewhere. Well, a herd of 15 <laughs> wreaked havoc in China, trampling crops and causing more than a million dollars worth of damage. And the animals escaped from the nature reserve last year. Or after the na- after they escaped from the nature reserve last year. Wait a minute, last year. I guess this is a fresh escape. Anyway, the elephants huh. have made a <laughs> five. They've got a problem on their hand. Uh, it's a 311 mile journey through the southwest western province of uh, Yunnan from the nature reserve of Jishubangbana in Yuxi, a city of 2.6 million people, leaving a trail of destruction in their wake. Uh, it is unclear why they left their preserve or their uh, their their home there, but on their travels, the elephants have caused 412 separate incidents of damage, financial <laughs> losses around 6.8 million won. 412 uh, separate incidents of damage. <laughs> that's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. They it's a weird. 56 crazy. hectares of farmland um, right. in these counties. Uh, let's see. The creatures have also caused significant disruption to locals. Last week, residents were told to stay indoors and pedestrians and vehicles evacuated in the town of Ishan after the elephants roamed the streets for six hours. Dude, these guys are out of control, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do about 15 wild elephants? You go and do you do trank them all? And then how do you, I guess, right? I mean, do you, uh, if you can stop the first two or three in the front, can you stop? Like, will it stop the rest? I don't know. It seems like how you'd have to do it, right? Does word spread to the front? You know, do they go? Oh shoot! The humans have the humans have got guns. Well, no, I mean, I'm thinking that's why you start with the front because then if the front ones stop, the back ones will be oh, like, okay, you. okay, we're done. And elephants are dumb. You put a rope on their foot and they think they can't move. So why is this a problem? I feel like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like these elephants are are taking the piss, as the British say. They're taking the piss. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, all right, you played. We, we played Among Us. You know that game. Among us. We've, we've played it many times as part of uh, part of our deal here, yeah. Yeah, well. Part of a uh, uh, play date. Well, here's the beauty. Among Us-shaped McNugget has now sold for $100,000 US. Wow. $100,000 for $100, a chicken McNugget. $100,000. Chad, here's a picture of it. Um, no, that's a fly. Why isn't this showing up? Do I have it blocking or something? I think I'm blocking... I think mm-hmm. I, I think I'm blocking this photo, which is no good. Oh, we'll look at the eBay listing. How about that? No, I'll, I'll look at it. Oh, they've taken it down. Oh, is that why? So the photos oh, are. It says the bidding has ended on this item, but then they. Oh no, there there it is. There it is. Okay, ninety nine thousand oh, yeah. nine hundred ninety seven dollars for this thing. One hundred eighty four bids. It's literally okay. just got like two little feet. It's uh, like a right. I didn't think that chicken McNuggets had any other shapes those are they like have a mold they're processed yeah like into uh, the pro but that's a problem right maybe the mold the entry point of the mold had a weird thing or maybe maybe the whatever the hell this coating is squeezed out the side i don't know i have no idea yeah could be could be 
Leninade says, as an NFT? No, I think it's just dollars. Yeah, it's just dollars, man. There's no NFT on this. Plus, uh, eBay does not yet take... They don't do crypto. uh, Yet. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, We missed our opportunity is what I'm saying. There was an opportunity here. Clearly. Yeah, we should have been one of these early bids. (laughs) Shipping was $4.15 for this $100,000 freaking (laughs) I wonder if they they bought it. Can you confirm that they paid for it? Because this seems nuts to me. It does seem kind of ridiculous, yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. it'll be like one of the eBay things that I got with these damn laptops, which is, uh, oh, uh, now that I've won the auction, uh, can you tell me um, what's the what's the uh, video processor in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't want it now. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Also, why can I ask this? <laughs> yeah. Why sure. is a listing for a chicken McNugget with two legs? Um, why are all the related sponsored items fake money with Trump's face on it? Because you bought fake money. Did you buy your fake money on eBay? No, I got that on Amazon. Oh, okay. So there's a thousand dollar bill. I was just looking at what you may have been shopping for. There's a thousand dollar bill you can buy. Because if you're dumb enough to buy uh, Chicken McNugget, then you're dumb enough to buy fake uh, Trump money. I think you're right. It's got to be right. There's a lot of these. Why are these? Why? What? Oh, there's a Kobe Bryant two dollar bill. That's kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. That's a weird thing, man. I don't know. I try not to make sense of this stuff. All right, moving on. Uh, by the way, the listing uh, was Among Us shaped nugget was the what what sold this thing. Uh, This was in a combo meal uh, from the BTS meal. So this is that uh, K-pop version of the thing. Uh, The seller promised. Did that come with eight pieces of uh, chicken? Did they all look indiscernibly the same as each other? Right, with just slight differences to their hair. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get in trouble. The BTS no, army, no. they'll kill you. They will kill they you. Will, and, they will kill us where we stand. They will eat the true. flesh from your bones and then bury the rest in the backyard. That's how mad I get. <laughs> um, anyway, let's see here. Um, uh, the food product has an average expiration of a date about 14 days. Uh, so they're delivering it within, within edible time. So it's, it's still edible. Uh Let's see here. <laughs> if you're paying a hundred thousand for a chicken nugget, I think you uh, laminate that. You 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 uh, you put it in resin or something. Oh yeah, there's no way you eat this, right? Why would you? Oh my yeah. gosh! Even if it's still within edible time. <laughs> yeah. Freaking chicken! I know. I guess it's cooked chicken, but still, I would not say uh, it's barely chicken though. Fourteen days. Jeez. Yeah. This is that weird pink flesh stuff they get off the bone or whatever it's not even real chickens <laughs> right exactly it says uh the guy even said in the listing quote i have szechuan sauce at buyer's request and we'll ship some with the nugget <laughs> of course he does yeah 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 that's so uh, that, that uh <laughs> rick and morty szechuan sauce i mean you know it's a big hit those two they just uh i just saw a video they're putting rick and morty in um Fortnite of all things and, oh really? Uh, it looks like cartoon versions of them. It actually looks really good. Like oh, I'm, not, really? I'm okay. not, I don't want to play it, but like visually, it looks like not just crap thrown together. They look like somehow you put Rick and Morty into that world, and it works weirdly, kind of 2D and 3D. It's weird. weird. Yeah, but yeah, you can't look. Uh, all I know is if I was the Among Us developers, I'd be a little annoyed that a nugget shaped like one of your characters went for so much money, and you will see none of it. 
And you'll see none of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get none of that. I guess they're doing fine. They're making millions, so they're fine. Yeah. But yeah. Um, whatever. I would love to. I mean, I just love to see one of these. The problem is, <clears throat> people who have a hundred grand for a nugget, they don't listen to podcasts, so we'll never be able to connect with this guy. <laughs> no, they listen to podcasts, but it's just the Joe Rogan uh, oh, show, right? Or they just listen to um, what's the bunker? What, what is it? The app where you'd sit and listen to crypto bros all day? What's that called? Crap. Oh, uh, not Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Uh, that's it. Clubhouse. Oh, Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah. Clubhouse is yeah. just you go in there and you listen to people just. Rub each <laughs> other's cri- nub. Is it Crypto Bro twenty four seven? Oh, it's horrible, dude. I I got in yeah. on that thing. I got an invite, and I thought, well, let's check this out, see what's going on. Yeah. I'm just hunting around for anything, and all mm. I ran into is guys. So you go in there, and go. So thanks uh, for coming. I'm just we're here to talk about how we can stack your Ethereum uh, earnings by doing. I'm like, okay, let's get out of this one. I go to this other one, and there's just two guys, and they're going, Yo, bro, I'm telling you right now. Uh, you know sell your bitcoin tomorrow but buy back on wednesday like it's just okay what is this i don't want to do this this is lame so i got out yeah good good uh deleted it from my phone um all right here's uh oh this is good oh this is great okay so this lady 46 years ago lost her wallet uh, on a night out and uh they found it uh in a theater and got returned to her 46 years later this is crazy this is crazy wow an employee working at a remodeling project in a historic theater in California found a wallet that was lost by a patron 46 years ago. Uh, Tom Stevens oh. said he was in the crawl space underneath the balcony at the Majestic Ventura Theater in Ventura when he found the wallet and the ticket stubs, empty drink containers, and candy wrappers down there. Ew. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd leave it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I think I I'd probably it. not take that. The wallet contains some old photos, a ticket stub for the 1973 Grateful Dead concert, and California driver's license, which expired in 76. Uh, Steven said he searched the on, or searched online for Colleen Diston. The name of the driver's license was unable to find any info. His boss, Loanne Wolgeart, suggested he use the theater's Facebook page and attempted to find the owner. You're giving a lot of people's full names in this article. Yeah, uh, they really do. It's like a freaking docs article here. Yeah. Um, let's see. It says... Uh, the post was shared. A whole bunch of people saw it. Uh, I guess she was. It finally reached her. She was a lifelong resident of the area. Uh, it says a lot about our society that the people are looking for a human story and something to feel good. Diston told the Ventura County Star. Said she lost her wallet while watching a movie in 1975. Although, well, I guess the ticket stub was something else. Anyway, uh, she said she called the business day or business the next day, discovering her wallet was missing, but the disappointment in learning it had not been found by employees. Uh, kind of the, disappointing uh, that the Ventura Theater doesn't clean as thoroughly. <laughs> like, it took them 46 years to clean under that chair? Yeah, that seems like a lot. There was a little kid born that day that she lost it, and he's 46 now. <laughs> so there's your perspective. Um, Distin said the cash was not in her wallet because whoever removed it probably just tossed it into this crawl space. Uh, but she was overjoyed oh, to be reunited. She got her Yeah, somebody probably that. found it and then like, Ew, grateful dead. Yeah, and lame. Tossed the rest of it. Lame. Yeah. Pictures of kids, lame. Anyway, yeah. fun story. Aww. Fun story to wrap your heart around, Brian. I don't know what the movie was. What did she watch in 1975? Let's see what the hot movies were. Best, or let's see, biggest movies, 1975. This is a pre-Star Wars era we're in here. Yeah, so I'm thinking like... Uh, Top 30. Serpico? The Serpico nineteen. Oh, you're close. You were so close. Dog Day Afternoon. Which Dog a, Afternoon, which is yeah. a lot like 
Serpico. <laughs> it's another. It's another Pacino. Yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Jaws, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Nashville. Oh, Jaws was 75, of course, yeah. The Holy Grail, that's a fun one. Uh, Stepford Tommy. Wives, Night Moves, Grey Gardens, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. She was Show. watching The Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, Rocky Horror Picture was 75 as well. Maybe huh. she threw. She thought her wallet was toast. <laughs> <laughs> she threw toast. Oh, shit, that was my wallet. Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> That's probably it right there. Uh, Three Days of the Congor, Sunshine Boys, French Connection 2, The Passenger, Boy and His Dog. What else? Uh, Rooster I need to Cogburn. see Three Days of the, the Condor. I never saw that. Yeah. Shampoo is in here. Adventures of the Cindy Wilderness Pollock. Family. What the hell is that? Oh, Rollerball. That's cool. We watched that yeah. for Film Sack. James Caan. Yeah. Uh, that was a good year. Uh, an okay year. Death Race 2000. We've seen that. We've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. We've dipped our toe into 1975 on Film Sack. Yeah. Sure. Escape from Witch Mountain's on there. Anyway, uh, we. I'm going to assume she saw... Um, I'm going to say she saw... Uh, let's say she saw uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, because that's cool. We'll give her that. There you go. That's a good... That'd be a good choice. Hope Better than the it. Apple Dumpling Gang. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, man, we were five years old then. Isn't that weird? It's weird. It is weird. Moving on to this, uh, that's it. That's the, we're done. Uh, we're moving on now to the break. That's what we're doing. We're going to play a song, and when we return, Justin Robert Young will be here. We're not going to necessarily take the path we were used to today, so stick around mm. to find out what that means. Before that, though, we have a song. Brian, will you play it? I will play it. Well, I'll tell you what it is, and you'll play it technically because, you know, that was uh, that, that's how things work. Uh, tennis System is the name of a band, yes. Uh, and these guys have a brand new album coming out called Autophobia, uh, Fear of Oneself. These guys are from LA, and um, for this uh, for the title track, they teamed up with Chadwick Johnson, who is from the band Hundredth. And uh, this is, like I said, the title track. This album comes out late summer, 2021. But you're going to get to hear it right now. Here is Tennis System and the song Autophobia. That sounds great. All right, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. Please stand by. Thinking maybe then you know 
One thing about me, a few years ago, I got to be an extra in an Adam Sandler movie, and it was very fun. Poo-poo. Sorry, wait. <laughs> the smell of polyurethane in the morning. This is the Morning Stream. Uh, I'd just like to tell a central trimmer that if he thinks uh, if he thinks saying the Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico are similar movies is somehow weirdly racist, I don't know what to do for you, buddy. I can't wow, help you. Wow, yeah, I don't know. I can't help you. He thinks I'm on a roll because we were talking about how BT, all the BTS boys look the same to us thinking that means we're saying all Asians look the same. It's not what we're saying. Yeah. But that's what he's thinking. Essential Tremor, I don't know why you come to the show and be here live. I don't know why you drive yourself here in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why you like it. I don't know what you're doing. All right, Brian. Hey, why don't you remind me what that song was again so I don't forget that, it? You bet. That song was Tennis System from their upcoming album, Autophobia. That is the title track. Oh, very nice. All right. Let's get Justin in here. You know him as Justin Robert Young. Some of you call him Jury. Uh, we just call him that guy. It's not true. We don't do that. <laughs> that guy, that uh, that that Tuesday guy, that one Wasn't guy, the Tuesday guy. Yeah. That By one the guy. way, did you know? And we're going to ask him about this. He and Brian did a Demio live stream uh, like a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. Oh. After I thought of the idea, but before I talked about. Oh, the idea, it was your it was your idea, was it? Okay, I see. Well, uh, we should bring that up. Let's do that after this. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Welcome to the part of the show we look forward to most on Tuesdays. That is the introduction of our good pal, Justin Robert Young. Good well, uh, good, good, welcome. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Good welcome to you. It, it, good welcome to you boys as well. <laughs> it's nice to, uh, nice to have you here. Uh, I hope you're well. So you guys also played that, uh, that Demio thing. What did, you, what did you think of your role-playing VR experience? I heard that. I mean, this is the first time hearing that you guys played. That's awesome. You have you played it? No, but Brian's planning a thing this we're weekend doing a, for a we're charity. We're doing a live stream of it for Alzheimer's uh, Alzheimer's charity this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for yeah. real? Very for exciting. Real. Yeah. Did uh, you guys have fun yeah. with that? Oh, dude! Beat the Elven Queen without taking any damage. What? Nice. What? Oh my gosh! You know what? This proves you play video games that aren't Hearthstone. That's that's what this proves. <laughs> Can you believe it? I mean, look, I I like I like what I like. I've I've actually played a lot of Oculus, um, but it's it's really more of a gathering tool. Like I just like playing it with friends. It, it oh. is it is the greatest multiplayer experience I think I've had since like GameCube, <laughs> like the, things where like, <laughs> like old consoles that all my friends would just gather around either because we were teenagers or or in college. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's awesome that you've now entered into the fray of hardcore role playing games, and I expect soon that you will run your own D and D campaign. And I'm really looking forward to it. So let's know how that goes. Uh, hey, not not really though. We are happy to have you here, and uh, we did something a little bit different this week. Um, we were you and I were talking offline about documentaries and stuff, and yes. um, this must have happened because I got we had a raid from you yesterday, and a bunch of your listeners were piling in here, and just the first thing them out of their mouths was Justin watched murder among the Mormons and it just oh, kept yeah. repeating it. And I thought, Oh, okay, cool. He did watch it. And uh, now we get to talk about it. So 
You got to let me give you a little bit of background on why I think this. Well, I've got a lot of questions. I'll bet you have I've got, tons. I've got, I've got a lot of questions. Here's the, here's want, the only want, background I'll give you because it's my own person. This will mostly this will mostly be about this movie. Uh, so all of your vitriolic hate messages about <laughs> can be shelved right. temporarily. Yeah, uh, put please. It, yeah. yeah, put it in park is what we're saying, everybody. All right. Uh, so add, add pool favorite uh, 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 Justin Robert Young. Uh, uh, you know, don't don't worry. You, yeah. you can you can you can keep all of your commentary about how I'm 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 Hitler uh, to your <laughs> keep your Justin as Hitler business to yourself. All right. Uh, so here's the uh, here's the just from my perspective why I wanted to why I wanted to have any setup on this because otherwise you've seen it so you know. But uh, this is specifically a big deal for me because uh, the years were like eighty four, eighty five, somewhere in there. I, I actually, yeah, I. I would actually love to just ask you questions. Okay, go. I feel like ask me questions. Get to the go. same information, but I really am curious to 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 just ask you. Go for it. Like, what do you remember about this growing up? Almost everything. So it was such a big deal, yeah. locally because there were these murders, and these murders were happening via car bombs and house bombs, and you know, like these weird bombings that seemed like terrorist attacks that nobody knew quite where they were coming from, and there was a lot of confusion about it, and a lot of sort of local panic about it. And nobody knew what the motivations were in the beginning or anywhere for a long time. Nobody knew like on the ground, maybe the investigators knew. And it seems like in that documentary, they explain a lot of that. But for us, you know, just citizens of the state where the attacks were happening, we didn't know much about any of it. And all we did know is that it seemed like they were serial and they were happening on a more frequent basis. And it felt like just about anybody could get hit by them. But then certain details start coming out and there's stuff like connected to the to the Mormon church, which is, uh, you know, headquartered here and stuff about like the the ancient document trade, which I guess is a giant thing here. But this was all. Well, kind all of, right, so, so did, yeah. did you know about that part of the story growing up? Like because certainly the uh, the world, the Mormon world is something that is is kind of uh, uh, fascinating to many people. Uh, uh mostly because it has become so culturally relevant in a part of the country that is not remote or cut off, but certainly culturally not a part of the West Coast scene and not a part of the East Coast scene, not really even a part of the Midwest uh, world, like the Denver and, and Salt Lake City are kind of their own vibes no matter what. Yeah. But it's also a very young religion, mm-hmm. which means that like it made a lot of sense in the documentary as they were going over the fact that like, all right, this document trade of finding contemporary documents along with the founding of the Mormon faith is something that's feasible because you're not finding it at the bottom of, you know, a a, a pile of silt in in Israel somewhere, (laughs) right? right? Like you're finding it in 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 buffalo <laughs> like yeah. you're 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 like it, it it could be underneath somebody's mcdonald's cup because it's something that happened a hundred and some odd years ago as opposed to thousands of years ago uh, and you have the benefit of modern writing utensils were, were you aware as a a youth of that fascination of uh mormon collectors and and just its relation to the faith in general? No, not at first, but as the story began to unfold and we learned more via the news or whatever at the time, um, things like the Salamander letter and these different documents, these names started circulating. 
And I, and I understood, you know, I'm like 14 years old. I understood that that meant, oh, they found some, in theory, they found these, some documents. And some of these, I guess, are, uh, you know, they were reported to be, oh, really weird stuff or, or super contradictory to the church's founding. Is it going to really shake things up and piss a lot of people off? And, and, um, and then when we, and then the, the part that I remember and, very, and just, dis- just, 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 just to catch people up so they're not totally left in the dark here. The, the letter that is found that kind of begins our story of this document collector uh, is a letter that is is from contemporary of Joseph Smith that says instead of him being led to the golden plates by the angel Maroney, it was by a white Maroney. salamander. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't that heard it? it pronounced Maroney in a long time. That's fantastic. But yes, you're correct. Uh, the idea that, that's is, how you say it, right? Is that is is is, is Maroni? It's, it's Maroni, technically, but it's it's just, it's just funny to hear other people say it in a different way because there's like yeah, a Maroni. I, I didn't that, know. I, in my mind, he's Italian. He's he's Maroni. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's totally fine. People do it all the time. But anyway, the point is like yes, like there was this. There were okay, so people understand, and the documentary is on Netflix. You can watch it. and They explain all this, but but uh, the conceit is one of the conceits with the church is is that in the early 1800s Joseph Smith had a vision and in his in the in the official record the vision is he's visited by God and he's told kind of what to do and by angels and what to do all right again it's religion so you know every every religion's that's, got a fun backstory that's the thing. this is the only thing weird about this one is that it happens sooner yeah it happens so, sooner like, just remember that <laughs> remember that that's one of it's a, it's actually kind of the hard part to explain to people is this yeah it happens sooner so it seems weirder but it's not all that weird but anyway just because it was closer to television dinners <laughs> like doesn't mean that they all the religions don't have the exact same parts right <laughs> so this is like 18 whatever it was i forget the exact day and or dates yeah Anyway, the, the 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 official record is that well, this this supposed salamander letter was supposedly written, penned by Joseph Smith, claiming that all of this interaction actually happened with this like lizard, a yeah, salamander. A, a lizard led him to the uh, plates, and not the angel. Right, which right. Which a, which a, caused a complete freakout among everybody who heard it. Like most people were like, "That isn't right," and other people were like, "Well, what if it is?" And then. The church got interested because they want to they want to own as much uh, historical documentation as possible, even when it's boring stuff. And in this particular yeah. case, this is not only boring, but potentially damning or potentially controversial to the point that they, you know, have to address it or whatever. And then, trust me, plenty of controversial things in the church's history. They have to explain all the time. This would be one more of those. But uh that got and, real. And so, and so you remember the theological freakout? Like that was something that punctuated into mainstream life in Salt Lake City for for a, a teenager or child, wherever you were in your development. Yeah, and it wasn't just like the A block of whatever the Mormon version of the Seven Hundred Club is. Yeah, keep in mind this is a time in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, that that that. Oh yeah, interesting. Buzz buzz buzz. Hey, that girl's hot. Can I take your car? Because I don't yeah, have my yeah, license yet. Like I'm that was a, all on the back of the newspaper. You know, <laughs> right. like you were, if this were a movie, you'd be reading the headline just so you can tear off a piece of the newspaper and write down somebody's phone number. Exactly. That's totally exactly right. So, so, uh, so the, the 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 next part of that is that they uh, and they go through all of this in the movie, but it's discovered that those are forgeries. Uh, none of it was real, and the one. 
uh, specifically the Salamander letter, which he supposedly, uh, the, this Mark Hoffman guy supposedly was going to sell for like 300 grand back to the church. Well, he did. No, the, the Salamander letter was sold. What What is, is it was controversial. Ne- it was never delivered though, right? Like no one ever got another or- treasure trove of documents right. that has <clears throat> even more explosive claims to it up to right. it, including that it wasn't Joseph Smith who initially found the plates. And like, uh, there was, there was a whole nother thing that was like on the verge of being sold. Meanwhile, he's also selling the oldest documents ever found in American history. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and now we can kind of get to sort of the, the breaking down of the documentary itself. Yeah. I loved it. 10 out of 10. I recommend to everybody. Same, it's good. Largely yeah. because my biggest problem with our modern era of documentaries is that nothing is a documentary anymore. Everything's a documentary series. Mm. And sometimes that's really good because you would think, ah, documentaries oftentimes if they're jamming themselves into an hour and a half, two hour runtime, you're going to wind up summarizing things that maybe would be better if you blew them out a little bit. So maybe thinking of documentaries by default as three hours or four hours or five hours is a better way to go about it. And, and, you know, Ken Burns kind of set his own template there. We've kind of moved more into that realm. The problem is is that a lot of stories do not need to be four, five, six hours. They could be two and a half, three hours and, and you know, take that little extra. So it's not a, movie length but but it can chop into three parts really easily murdered uh, murder among the mormons is a mwah, chef's kiss perfect three hours that all have their own thing the first episode is all about the crime that leads up to uh, uh these horrifying things that happen the second is all about determining exactly who did it and and in that you get into the idea that these are forgeries and the third which i would i would Say now to people that are dead set and sold on watching it now uh, uh, to to tap out and, and come back to listen to this later because it is it is a great decision by the makers of the documentary, but they decide that they are going to hold back not only who did it, but also the fact that they have extensive, extensive uh, recordings of the perpetrator of the murders yeah. talking exactly why he did it. And let me just say this, if I could just soft tease, it's the most Mormon serial killer you will ever hear in your entire life. Like, very polite, very well-spoken, very, like very courteous in, in, in yeah. explaining. Like you would think that this was just a regular conversation with a nice guy. The way that this person is explaining his methodology, motivations, and step-by-step actions that he took. These horrifying murders. Yeah. Yeah. And almost killing himself in the process. Uh, still some. Yeah. Questions. All right. So here, spoiler alert. Now, 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 let's let's talk more about about exactly what happens because this was a journey for me. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I presume, Scott, that your knowledge of this as it went on as, as as a news story was the fascination that indeed one of the guys blown up in this series of three bombs. Yeah. Is indeed the bomber himself. Yeah, nobody and, saw that coming, by the way. That was like a big shock because everyone was like, oh, this poor Mark Hoffman guy. He's just a documents dealer. What? Look, his poor Toyota MR2 got blown up. I remember specifically the MR2 part because I was in love with that car. I thought that was the coolest like stock 
sort of race car you could buy from a you know Toyota or Honda or whatever. And I loved yeah. that car. So when I heard this news that they blew up in the back of his MR2, I remember thinking, oh, not an MR2. That's terrible. <laughs> so I have that just yeah, burned and, in my head. And they have this great sequence of him and his, and his uh, second in command just being like, the biggest nerds when they get money and he just buys that car and they're just driving out to the desert and shooting Uzis. Like, yeah. you know, like just, <laughs> it's really awesome. something, just, man. Just what great character building. Yeah. It's very good. And the, my, my favorite dude in the whole thing is that really the guy with the, the voice. that's a little messed up. I'm not sure what's wrong with his voice. They don't address it, but uh, he's it's, awesome. Yeah. So he's, he's the second in command, but he, he has this voice that, that uh, for wrestling fans, he sounds like, Lord Finkel, the yeah. old World Wrestling Federation announcer. Yeah. And he's wearing like, you know, Mr. Penny's worth freaking clothes from uh, like the guy from the Monopoly board or what's his, I can't think of his name. Is it Pennyworth? Uh, Uncle was? Pennybags. Yeah, but Rich money bag or Pennybags. Yeah, he looks like him. He dresses like that. He's, <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got like the waistcoat with two chains coming yeah. off his like center yeah. button. Yeah. Like it, it is. Wow. He, yeah, and he, he's, he looks he's like as, a Cohen Brothers character. And he is as earnest as you can be about what he's earnest about. Like, he's just, he's there, he's there to, to share his side of the story. Some of those people that were like, you know, just in it for the document trade, super interesting perspectives. Like, it's a very good documentary. The only thing I, I don't like about it is the title. I just think the title's salacious mm. and dumb. Which I, I think mm. they took from some, uh, well, no, it was, it, 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 it's, it's a quote that ends their initial big montage of like uh, uh the outside news coverage covering it and oh. so it is like it, it's a hacky television 80s line that they decided to use as the thing but that's a good point like if you're you think about it because you mentioned to me that, that that the title bothered you and i'm like yeah but it kind of says everything you need to say that makes that story <laughs> unique because it is unique because it's a mormon story you're right and it's it like the, it's like what the it's like what the miami herald would have as their headline when they were reporting it because it did make national news but that's what everyone else would would put in their headlines they would say murder among the mormons mm-hmm. salt mm-hmm. lake city uh time stamp blah, blah, blah. like that's you're exactly right dateline yeah <laughs> and also yeah. Like, there's a reason why because it's inherently to the mind of the average person kind of contradictory because mormons have such a genteel represent uh, 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 reputation uh, around around the world now obviously not politically please i'm not trying to gaslight you tadpole um <laughs> but uh but 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 certainly in terms of the average uh, right. person, if you say, "Oh, what do you what do you know about Mormons?" They would say, "Oh, they're they're polite and they're and they're nice and they really care about their family." Yeah, they, so you're the you're you're right. Like those that is like what? That is why it's so hilarious that dude who did it, this Mark Hoffman guy, because like you said, he's kind of got all of those attributes, at least externally. Um, I can tell you one of the great tenets of Mormonism is not to murder each other. It's like a big, <laughs> it's a big deal, right? That's huh, a, that's, that's a, a no particular no. passage in the Bible. People take very seriously is the don't kill anybody bit. And, uh, so, so him being that weird contradiction of, he has the accent. There's kind of an accent to, to it. You know, it's hard to explain, but there's kind of an accent to some people. Um, he's got that. He's got the mannerisms. He's got the speech patterns. He's got all of that. He even has the kind of contriteness toward the end of like, mm. he's sorry about it. And he's fully confessing what he's done and all of that. But yet, yes. but yet, but yet he seems stone cold about the killings. You know what I mean? 
Like, he just seems like, well, of course is what I did. I had to do it. I was going to do it. What was I going to do? I had to do it. And that's it. There's that friendly veneer on top of, of like, a really, really, like, deadpan sociopathic kind of thing that you, it kind of makes you think, and, and especially I was joking around before about the idea of the difference between a a the 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 culture of what we imagine to be you know the the inner lives of a mormon community versus how they are looked at by various other communities not only in terms of uh criticism of 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 political outreach or or social culture but also uh being hated by other religions and and being looked at as as you know a a, a satanic cult as as other religions have have referred to them that like the, amongst it is that idea of like like yes ma'am no ma'am like i'm just trying to get home to my wife and my kids and that guy has it you almost wonder how much of all of this how much of all of life how much of communities and reputations are just kind of a facade right mm-hmm. how much is real what is real what right. makes it real right. is 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 the idea that you're walking forward and doing these deeds the way that you see fit is that what makes it real is it a, is it a critical mass of people doing that that creates a reputation and what do we do when there is somebody that is obviously just a a shattered broken human being who who goes so quickly to something so horrific yeah he's got this also this really this is a complete side note but he has this one unique attribute which is mark hoffman looks like ent- entirely different human beings in every photo that's ever been taken of him and this is a thing we talked about back then, and it's even more apparent in the at the end of that documentary because they show a bunch of um, during the credits they show him then while in prison, and then some other shots, and then today. So he's still in there serving time today. He he's not recognizable as any of the of the other photos in any of them. Like he just looks like a different human being across the board, and I find that so odd for some reason. Everybody at least looks like this. we were talking about Hinckley yesterday, who yeah. shot um, uh, Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. He's you know in the psychiatric hospital where he's been the whole time. Now has a YouTube channel and sings covers of '60s and '70s songs. He looks like Hinckley. Looks like John Hinckley. Yeah. Like he didn't. You know, he's older, sure, but you can see that it's John Hinckley. This dude, Mark Hoffman, never looks the same. But the story is never. A, there's never a part of this that's about him pretending to be somebody he's not or not being recognized. That's not his mo. He's just Mark no. Hoffman when he's Mark Hoffman. But for some reason, he's this man of a million faces, and nobody can figure it out. It's just so that's there's a little bit of weird lore with that. Not like I don't mean something supernatural. I just mean he's known for like that weirdness. And then my other other favorite thing about him is when I'm 16 or 17. I'm in what's called seminary. It's basically an hour of your school day. You, uh, they do this at Catholic schools. You're in like a, a, a religious class for mm-hmm. part of the day. We call it seminary. Yeah, you're just learning. You're learning about the, the the faith. Yeah, you got church stuff going on, and so you know we usually skipped. We usually would be at the mall at the arcade, but this anyway. <laughs> we had this class, and in there, I had a teacher, and he was not only the spitting image of Mark Hoffman in every way. Oh no! But he also had a broken leg and was always in crutches and that Hoffman dude was always in crutches because he blew his own legs up when he was in, when his bomb went off. So there was this whole period of time where I had this teacher who looked exactly like Mark Hoffman and to the point that he would play it up on Halloween and stuff and go around as Mark Hoffman. Oh my God. I know. I know. (laughs) It's the weirdest freaking thing, man. Like that, it was such a local, such a, such an insular event 
in so many ways. But oh, it's, Justin is dressed today. Oh, look at you! Does that bad? Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize that I, w- I didn't have my my thing on because you guys oh. called a little early. Oh, I just sorry. figured you my were uh, pantsless and shirtless. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been sitting here on set like a good boy. All, all, all. <laughs> yeah, no, you look great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it's just an odd thing, top to bottom. And I'm really glad that you a watched it, b liked it, and c are recommending it because I think it's one of the best. Netflix, you know, these Netflix documentaries that we've been flooded with over the years. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best one. I really like it like a lot. And there's it's- just always one episode of these documentaries that tends to just follow a really stupid thing that, you know, from the first moment, they're just going to spin their wheels and like, like, but what if it was the babysitter's brother? And then they go into it and you're like, but it's not, it's definitely not. And mm-hmm. then they like at the end, it's like, we determined that the babysitter's brother was not a suspect. And then it's like, okay, why did we waste time on like that could have been five seconds. We looked into right. the babysitter's brother, not him. Move on. <laughs> like, like, let's, let's keep going to the thing. Yeah. And what I loved about this one is that every element of it, first episode, fo- uh, you know, focuses on this legitimately fascinating element of the Mormon religion, mm-hmm. that it is so young that you could find contemporary documents that right. were written with modern ink that would, around forever and you're not trying to find some tablet or a miraculously kept uh, a piece of parchment or something yeah like there and there's also by the way there's also a feeling generally f- during that time and i think i even felt this thing of like man i could find my grandma's desk in her basement that has been collecting dust for 50 years i could open that and probably find some civil war diary or i could find some you know you felt like you had you had you was in reach to be able to dip that far back into this time area, the 1800s, because you could, it's not like it was a trillion years ago. It's not like you said, it's not like dead sea scrolls where you got to wait 4,000 years to find yep. anything. Like it was, a, it was, it, you're right. It's, it's that, around. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's why this guy's con, this guy's forgery was amazing <laughs> yeah. because, you know, he gets this cachet doing it. And then, you know, realizes that like he's making these forgeries that are built to fool all of the 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 tools that you would use to to detect a forgery. And so it passes cyclotron, it goes to the FBI and it is legitimized by the FBI. And there's one dude who figures out the one tell that uh, uh you know nobody else caught. And that's the only thing that starts to unravel everything mm-hmm. about uh, whether or not he did it. Although there was one thing that, that did kind of get me for somebody that was as careful as he was. And let's take it at, at him at his word that he was trying to commit suicide when he set off the bomb in his own car. Uh, he sure did leave all of his documents and, and <laughs> stuff in his house. Yeah. Like, like for somebody that is, like as obsessively careful about everything. Like, I don't know whether or not this is like in that moment of weakness and madness that he, that he decides to do it. But it's like, you know, if you're planning on killing yourself, you don't want to, you don't want to shred those homie. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to those <laughs> in some unmarked uh, warehouse. Yeah. We had shredders in 84. I don't know what he was thinking about that stuff, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he's a really interesting egg. I mean, the, 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 one of my favorite parts of the documentary, it's sort of side, it was not really side, it's a part of the investigation, but that kind of hard boiled cop who loves to drink and party all the time, 
like is yeah. a fish out of water in this city yet he's working for the salt lake city, salt lake city police department in a detective position is in charge of that case i found his case works super fascinating and none of that we didn't i didn't know about any of that stuff growing up like yeah. i didn't know about the investigation i didn't know about penny bags and his and his waistcoat and his two chains didn't know about him <laughs> like a lot of this stuff is new so it was this really great combination of of weird nostalgia for a weird moment in time in my life connected with a bunch of stuff yeah, i didn't and, and, know and, it was great you know the, the 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 documentarians make a very deliberate choice for i think people who had no idea about any of this going in that in that first episode there's a lot of kind of like suspicious music stingers and uh, uh, ominous archive clips of like people in the LDS because you don't know, is this the LDS trying to suppress things? Mm -hmm. Are the murders that we're about to hear about? Is this like something you don't hear anybody from the LDS in contemporary times speak as a part of of the the modern documentary uh, uh, sources or whatever? And so you you kind of initially deal with that. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, the LDS was like a legit victim here. <laughs> like there was this is a malicious person that was uh, uh, actively attempting to erode the faith he was brought up in mm -hmm. and also make a ton of money, mm -hmm. you know, or at the very least at the most charitable. He was looking to make a lot of money on the back of eroding the faith and, and community that he, that he had been brought up in. Well, and also just imagine the, the power you would feel as, as that forger guy. He has, he, he's convinced the FBI, local authorities, all testing procedures that exist for historical documentation, uh, verification, and potentially the hierarchy of the very faith that he grew up in, took part in, and now he's maybe got them fooled they're supposed to know they they in you know in theory you don't walk into the pope and surprise the pope as an example that's yeah. not that different than here you're not supposed to walk into the the first presidency of the mormon church and say uh we have this document we think is real and it's about this lizard it turns out joseph smith was a sentient elk <laughs> right and then have them <laughs> go like, like what and they're For real and they're like yep look here is hoof prints and my guess is they probably were like, well, that doesn't sound right, but I guess all these tests are coming back. We probably ought to buy that document. I don't know what we're going to do. Like there, that probably gave that dude such a charge to have that level of like, it's like anybody, you get a charge out of fooling people with magic. You know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's the same. It's not, but that charge you get out of out of an illusion to somebody and they buy it completely. If you're on the street and you do street magic and they go, Holy shit. Did he just really eat that quarter? I, I, like that, that feeling is, is addictive. And I'm guessing this guy had the biggest charge out of like fooling everybody right up to the top. Uh, until I, I got out I of here. I cannot speak to this because I did not grow up in a particularly strict household, nor did I grow up in a religious one. But I would imagine that if you grow up in a very strict religious house, that, there are elements of authority that are, are kind of universal of like, you know, screw you dad or screw you mom that you feel as you are growing up and you are understanding what authority is and you're understanding what reality is and, and, and you are pushing against those boundaries that then also extends to this larger power structure that both figuratively and literally bestows your parents with power and status amongst the community and, and your friends and, and school and blah, 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 blah. 
and and you get by the end of this the idea that this monster of a human this tremendous uh, uh, a toll on his community through the blood of people that he worked with and knew yeah. in part because or and, and even the, the the document forging initially came from this idea of f you dad and and f you dad also meant f you to the church and f you to the church also meant well i believe that they have held back and lied about their history before so who cares if maybe there's new things that they're holding back and lying about? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a it's quite a tale, and I think there's a lot to to get out of it. It's easy to see the title is a little salacious, but if you get into it, you'll you'll get really good documentary work. That's why I liked it. I think the most, like as much as I have this connection to it, what I liked the most is it wasn't just sensational. I just or- I can't tell you how much I watched the first two episodes, and then I looked. To, I looked into the Netflix thing to see how many episodes mm-hmm. it was, expecting it to be seven. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was three. And I'm like, I'm at the finale. Yeah, like, you're there. Henry <laughs> series yeah. ever. Yeah, more yeah. of those, more of those. Like, I actually right. feel like it's almost the perfect time because sometimes an hour, an hour and a half isn't enough for big a big story. And seven, epi- seven to eight episodes is too many. So find this middle space. We live in the streaming era. Who cares if it's three episodes? Perfectly full with this story at the end of it. Yeah, like I was there, satisfied. Like there's not a moment like you might want to reach over and get more of something that you ate earlier, and you're like, ah, yeah, I had enough. Plus, I, I had enough of the friends. I had enough of the wife. I had enough of the the, the crazy. I'm walking here, New York cop that happens to be in Salt Lake City. I've had enough of the document stuff. I've had enough of the LDS. I've had enough of the murderer. <laughs> I've had enough of the current and the past. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready to walk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the only other thing I would say, if, if I can find his name, because I always forget his name. Crap. I mean, there's a guy in this called George Throckmorton. He's the forensic guy at the FBI that figures it out. What, he was, a, yeah. what a great name. Um, I can't find his name, but there was a local news dude. There he is, Rod Decker. So he's a former Utah Channel 2, I think, was the was the affiliate he was on. And he was like this hard, he was our local hard-hitting dude who would go out and really get in people's faces. And everyone loved Rod Decker. Well, he's in this yeah. thing because he was then covering it and was a big part of it. I can't tell you what, I don't know what catharsis I got out of seeing Rod Decker being a part of the ultimate explanation of this thing he was investigating all those years ago. Like there was, there was a real coming full circle broad Decker moment for me. And he annoyed me in my teens cause he was an adult and he seemed like he was professional and we, I was sort of a nerd and didn't care about this stuff, but there's, I yeah. just want to hug Rod Decker now and go, dude, you did the good hard work. And here you are now talking about it. Well done. Freaking former channel two reporter rod decker <laughs> he uh uh yeah he's great and and just that peak part of the secret weapon of the documentary is that they always at any moment just get to go back to 80s salt lake city local news which yeah. is is its own treat between yeah. the hairstyles oh, yeah. and the accents <laughs> and and the earnestness and and that dude comes in singing i presume the utah state song i don't know i don't uh, remember uh, but I don't remember. He's just earnestly singing this song like by himself, like yeah. out in this remote like uh, <laughs> a, a location, and it's just it's so earnest and 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 uh, uh, endearing. Yeah. Every every moment, every every shoulder pad, every teased out strand of television news hair. It was amazing. <laughs> Great. Teased out television news hair should be today's title. Someone submit that as a title. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've really enjoyed this discussion, and look. 
chat room, you know, they they can't yeah. say anything about anything in there. They're good. Everyone enjoyed no, it. No, they, they they figured it out. I'm 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 the tadpool's favorite. I'm I'm doing I'm doing the best at this, and everybody loves me. Yeah, Universal. Of I'm the first TMS guest to have a hundred percent approval. Which yeah. is one hundred percent approval rating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well done. Exactly. Um, anything going on in uh, your world that now those people that approve so much want to hop over and make sure they check out. No, uh, no, I don't need to play. Anything. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think, I think, uh, I think I know. I think I know when when I'm not wanted with, with an audience. So uh, 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 I'll see you guys next week. Well, no, no problem. And by the way, there's one last look at that dude in our in our chat. Uh, he's the guy with the pennies, penny worth clothes. Brian, you might enjoy the a nice look at that guy. Oh yeah. Oh, he totally is. He's yeah. like. Uh, Sir John Gielgud mixed with uh, Alfred Hitchcock and a dose of uh, rich Uncle Pennybags. Yeah, and he's weird. Here's this. The jury will now retire. Justin, have a fantastic week. We'll wait, hold on. Wait, I do. Oh, shit. <laughs> For what? He told me he was done, so I cut yeah. it out because I had already had the button up. Ah. <laughs> Did you get it back? I can, but hold on. I don't know if he wants to. It would be great if that was on purpose. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Well, I'll text him and find out. While we listen to this mashup, yes, that's right. We got a bonus mashup this week. Oh, I love this one. TMS Origins, where did Pumbaa come from? You're about to find out. Enjoy. Lion King spinoff taps Rob Lowe as Simba. A spinoff? Uh, a spinoff is what they're calling it. So here's your here's your cast. Rob Lowe, Gabrielle Union, James Earl Jones, Max Charles, Articus Schaefer. Great name. Atticus, rather. Atticus. Uh, it's a spinoff of the beloved animated film The Lion King. At least six characters from the 1994 film will appear. Lowe will voice Simba opposite Union's Nala, while James Earl Jones and Ernie Sabella will reprise their roles from the movie as Mufasa and Pumbaa. Because Jonathan Taylor Thomas is really hard to get a hold of these days. Yeah, he's kind of... His busy schedule. Yeah. Was that who that was? I guess it was, wasn't it? I thought it was the voice of uh, Simba. I want to say you're right. Uh, let's see. Rafiki and Timon, played by Carrie Payton and Kevin Schoen. But that's not who played Timon. Timon was a uh, producer's guy. It was... Uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? Birdcage. Um, yes. Right. Da- uh, Danny uh, Chicken Cher- Cherokee. Chicken uh, Crap Money. Jerry Von Flattery. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm just going to have fun and, and just let you let you go with that. I think, uh, let's, I think let's someone... Nathan Lane. Jeez. Nathan lane um Nothing and i can't like remember that. who was uh pumba but pumba's not coming back so no pumba uh rafiki though was played by um pumba die and i forgot pumba was played by benson no 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 benson was the bird no not the bird the bird was um robert guillaume was the was the monkey oh i'm sorry was the monkey yeah but not pumba yeah but rafiki is the monkey isn't it rafiki is the monkey pumba is the 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 warthog right what i'm saying is that rafiki is being played by somebody named carrie payton who is not benson i'm still hung up on pumba what happened to pumba <laughs> Uh, Pumba is gone. They ate him. I don't know. Maybe uh, Pumba died. Did you know that Ferris Bueller played Pumba when he was an adult? Adult Pumba? Did you know you that? Mean adult Simba. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Not yes. Ferris no adult. <laughs> you know, maybe it's. <laughs> How many people are just giving up and switched off there? <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. I saw where the goof happened, though. It was me. Yeah, we said right at the beginning. Well, also we said right at the beginning that Pumba was coming back. That Pumba, you know, the uh, James Earl Jones and so and so reprising their voices as uh, Mufasa and Pumba. Right. But then I yes, we so we answered the question right away. So we, so we first for like completely missed the fact that you said Pumba's coming back. Yes, at the very beginning. And then later I said, well, Benson plays Pumba, and I meant Rafiki. But then right. I said, 
no, Rafiki, the monkey, as if I didn't ever say Pumbaa, which I did, which you were correcting <laughs> yes. me on. Like, it just splattered. Yeah. It was like a freaking blast of a shotgun after that. It was all bad. <laughs> which is like the, you basically are watching the train like, and then it goes completely off the rails. Yeah, it's that's something I else. I love, love that clip. If anyone that was wondering. TMS <laughs> in a, like, boiled down to its barest essence. Yep. And it's uh, we're, we want to thank TMS Mashups Jamie for mining this fantastic content. Yes. Uh, tomorrow we'll play oh another God. one. It's uh, part three of my time in Resident Evil, and uh, apparently it's his favorite. He thinks it's his favorite we've ever done. So, I mean, you know, probably some of that. Probably, yeah, some of that. Probably. Anyway, uh, well, well done. Let's uh, let's now be done uh, with the show. We're we're out of here. Tomorrow will be Wednesday, which is all the usual fun. So come back for that, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, watch as watch as uh, Scott, Nicole, and Brian all bring the same thing to recommendal. That's right. It may happen. I'm 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 so oh, well, not it sure. Ha- it definitely won't happen with me. I know what you guys are recommending, or what either of you could. And I'm staying away. I got something else. I'm planning on it. I don't know what she's doing. I may want to text her and just say. What are you planning on? You know, just to make sure we don't. Rock, rock, do a rock, paper, scissors thing, and one of you guys gets it. Yeah. Because the funny thing is, I'm not as far as you are anyway. Mm. And she's probably How done. can you recommend something when you're two episodes, I know, two, one, I, one my, fourth of the way in? My plan was to be done with it by now, but I've had no time. And so now that I'm not, it's like, should I even recommend it? I mean, I already love it is the problem. Mm-hmm. So am Yeah, I, it is so good. I'm half recommending it. I don't know. I really like it. Anyway. Well, it doesn't stick to landing. Uh what like that the jury want to say Cecil Hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Cecil Hotel. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, over overdrawn uh, Netflix docu series, oh, that bummed me out. It could have been so much better. Yeah. <sighs> well, whatever. All right, let's get out of here. Do you have a Do you have music we can play here at the end of the show? <sighs> I guess. Well, let's yeah. do it then. Ryan wrote in and oh. said, uh, "I'm entering the year that I become the answer to everything." You guessed it. 42. Wow. Could you play either A New Beginning by Wolfie's Just Fine or The Longest Time Billy Joel cover by Anne Reburn? Well, yes, Ryan, I can play one of those. And I'm going to pick the second one because it's a cover. And that's what we do here at the end of the show is we play a cover. This is a cover of The Longest Time by Anne Reburn. You know, that's that doo-wop song that Billy Joel did. And um, it's one of my least favorite Billy Joel songs. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I really like this cover by Ann Reburn. It is, it's all her, you know, she doesn't have a little doo-wop band behind her, but um, I like this a lot. Uh, from her album, oh, I'm sorry, from a single that she released in 2018, here's Ann Reburn and and The Longest Time. And here, this is for our listener. Happy birthday to you! All right, well done. Uh, here it is. Happy birthday! <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow right here on TMS.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Poo-poo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.